We want to, uh, real quickly, just continue in looking in the book of Philippians because we need joy more than any other time uh, probably in our life uh, now. There's so many things that will just sap our energy that just seem to uh, bring us down. And yet in the midst of this, just as that song said, it's not just in the pleasure, but it's in the pain that we can find the joy that God wants for us. And and Paul uh, models that for us because he was in prison. Uh, He was isolated and bound and in chains, and yet he rejoiced in God and the purpose that God had for him and us. And so he is showing us uh, these principles that we can put into place. So Let's uh, uh, pick up, and I'm going to pick up in verse 21 of chapter 1, going back a couple weeks of what we've looked at, but it it will all come together here today. Uh, So we start in in Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. It says, For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. And convinced of this, I know that I will remain. And I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. So that through my being with you again, your joy in Christ Jesus will overflow on account of me. We want to look at this concept that Paul talks about that um, in the midst of the struggle that we talked about in the last couple of weeks, um, uh, we saw last week that he dealt with this struggle that was with him by speaking the word of his convictions and his beliefs over his emotions and his thoughts. And uh, that was key uh, because... uh, even though our emotions and our thoughts are, are God-given uh, and, and they are uh, to make life uh, uh, deep and pleasurable and, and they are a, a valid part of who we are, uh, we know that we cannot let the emotions rule uh, who we are. But our convictions uh, are the, uh, the driving force in our life. And this one conviction that I believe he spoke over his heart, and we see it in his writings, and we're going to look at this, is this idea that there is joy and purpose um, and satisfaction in this idea of progress. He uses this term, I, I know that I will remain for your progress. Uh, and this brings joy in your faith. So it is for your progress and joy Uh, that Paul says, I'm going to remain. So this idea of progress is this idea that he talked about earlier in the book where he said, I know that my God who started a good work in you is going to complete it. So this is idea that when we come to Christ and God just uh, brings us into that new creation, it is not a one-time thing that it's done. Uh, But what salvation is, it's not just, okay, now you've got a ticket for heaven and you're set to go. But salvation is an invitation to enter into a life, and it is a life of growing, of maturing, of of going deeper and deeper every day. 
And there is a joy in that because God desires for us to not just know him in that one encounter, but he says, I want you to know more of me every day. There's more of me that I want you to, to come to know. In fact, Paul says, I long to know more of Christ. He says, I count everything else as loss compared to the uh, immense knowledge of Jesus Christ. Um, but here's what he also says. Paul says, but it's not that I've already obtained that. He says, I've not got there. So he says, this is what I do. I press onward. I press forward because I want to know more and more of him. And so there's this idea that we are called as Christians not to just sit down and, and accept where we are and stay the same, but we are called as Christians to embark on a journey of discovery, of growing, of becoming better at these things, of, of putting into practice our walk in the Lord so that tomorrow we are better than we were today. Um, and, and that is part of what we are uh, meant to be. Um, it says that we are his creation, we are new creations created for good works that he has planned for us ahead of time. And, and so God has a journey for us. Uh, the way uh, he puts it is that we are to go from glory to glory. I mean, knowing God is great, but God says, as much as you have experienced God, there's something even better tomorrow and then something better tomorrow. So this idea of progress, Paul says, brings joy. And Paul is not the only one that um, mentions this. I want to look at um, also Peter. Uh, Peter um, also has this knowledge of progression, that we are called to progress. If you are not better in Christ today than you were before, then we need to stop and ask ourselves, why am I not getting better? Uh, because otherwise, I am not really experiencing the life that God has for me. This is what Peter says. Peter, um, he says this, that when we came to Christ, he granted to us precious and great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. He says, God wants us to be like him, to actually participate with him uh, in his nature. Um, and it says that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. I'm sorry I read that. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. And for this reason... This is what Peter tells us. Make every effort to add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control steadfastness and to steadfastness godliness and to godliness brotherly affection and to brotherly affection love. So he's saying we need to progress. We need to add to every day, add something new in our life. Um, that is what brings us into these great promises and it allows us to actually participate with God in his divine life, um, the joy that he wants to give us. Um, and I love this uh, last verse, and this is in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 8. For if these qualities are yours and they continue to increase, they will keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's again the desire for us to know Christ, but for us to know Christ, he says that we need to have these things and we need to be increasing in them. So there's that idea of increasing, of progressing, um, 
in the Lord. And so Paul tells us, I know that I'm going to remain so that I can see you progress in the Lord. Um, there is joy in growing up in the Lord, uh, not staying kids. Uh, you know, Paul says, you know, when I was a kid, I did childish things, but now I, I don't, I've put those things behind me um, because I'm growing up. And I find joy in that. There is joy in being able to do new things because as you get older, you are able to, you know, take control of your life and begin to do things that you weren't able to do as a kid. And there's joy in that. You know, we all look forward to getting our driver's license. We look forward to graduating from high school. Uh, the, the joy of a progressing life. But now here's the other question I want to talk about. Why did Paul say it will bring me joy to see you progress? Now we know that when we progress, we experience joy. But Paul is saying not when I progress, but I'm going to get joy from seeing you progress. There's this idea that Paul says we don't progress on our own, but that, that we are meant by the plan of God to be a part of one another's progression. Uh, in fact, if we don't uh, walk with each other, neither one of us are going to experience the full progression that we could uh, have experienced with one another. And so Paul understands that and he says, so this is where I find joy is that I get to be a part of helping you progress, of actually uh, walking with you. So he said, I know that I am going to continue with you. Um, it, it's not something that I'm going to do for you, but I'm going to continue with you because as I help you progress, you're going to help me progress and we are going to experience joy in that way. Um, I want to look over. This is another place where Paul explains it a little bit better. Um, and that is in the book of Ephesians. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Um, uh, Paul says this, that God or Jesus gave apostles and prophets and evangelists and shepherds and teachers. He gave these to the church to equip all the saints for the work of the ministry for building up the body of Christ. Now you notice he didn't say that he gave pastors and preachers and missionaries and apostles to build up the body. He said he gave them uh, to equip all of us so that we all would have the work of ministry of building up one another. So we are all given the job of building up one another. And look what it says. It says that we are to do this ministry uh, verse 13, Ephesians 4, 13, until, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Again, there's our goal to know the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So we are to help each other grow until we reach the fullness of Christ. Now, how many know we have not reached the fullness of Christ? I know I have not. I need some help. Um, uh, my wife would say amen to that. Um, we need help to, to get a little bit more like Christ, to be like him. Um, and it says, so that, so that we may no longer be like children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, and even by craftiness of deceitful schemes. Um, we need to grow together and we need to help each other grow so that we don't fall in 
to the schemes of this world. And in today's world, I think even more so. There is so much going on that it is pulling us. It is pulling us into wrong thoughts. It is pulling us into um, emotions, uh, into turmoil. And we need to begin to stand alongside each other and help each other grow up so that these things that we're walking through do not pull us away from the plan that God has for us, the joy that he has. And this is how we do it. It says, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. So we speak the truth, and the truth is not, I'm going to tell you the truth, you don't look too well today. That's not the truth he's talking about. He's not talking about uh, telling them what you really think. The truth, when he says speaking the truth in love, he's talking about the gospel. He's talking about the word of God. We speak the word of God to one another in love. Uh, as we grow up, we progress in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom, now listen to this, the whole body joined and held together by which every joint is equipped when every part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So again, here Paul gives this picture that if we are going to progress in God to become more like Christ, we need each other. You can't do it on your own. Uh, we, as, as the body of Christ, we need to understand that we are all ligaments for one another. Uh, we are all muscles and, and sinews and bones and tissue that, that help hold all of us together. And, and when we find joy in, in uh, encouraging one another, when we find joy in speaking the truth to one another, uh, in love, just to lift one another up, to build one another up, um, then we find the joy of being part of this progression uh, of the body. And so that's what Paul says. Paul says, I have embraced this joy that I am going to be a part of seeing you grow in the Lord. Whether that means through my prayers, I will pray for you. Whether it means through my encouragement, I will encourage you. That's what he was doing right here. He was writing the letter to them uh, that, that this letter will be an encouragement. Or even if it's me coming alongside you and helping you through acts of kindness, through service, whatever I can do, to help you get stronger in the Lord, then that's where I'm going to find my joy. See, he's saying, my joy is not going to be for myself, but it's all for you. And if I'm not helping you, how can I be joyful in the Lord? Um, and, and I think many of us, we forget that. And we don't consciously look for opportunities. How can I help someone? Because that's when I'm going to find joy. My joy is going to be much deeper when I help someone else out, no matter how much I'm feeling or how, how much I'm hurting. When I'm hurting, the best thing to do is go help someone else. To stop waiting for someone else to come pat me on the back. See, we always worry about, well, they don't do that for me. I don't care if they do it for you. You go and help someone else because that's when you find joy. That is when you are satisfied in the Lord because that's part of progressing yourself. As you serve others, that actually grows you uh, in the Lord. And so there is joy. The final thing, and I'm going to close with this. Um, remember, Peter said that as we grow in the Lord, um, it helps us to take part in the divine nature of God. And Paul himself, um, in, in many places, says that, that as we grow, it is to the glory of God. Um, the reason 
that Paul finds so much joy in connecting to one another, uh, to uh, intentionally giving himself as a servant for others, uh, is because he has recognized that the little bit that he has come to know God, he has found that this is the very nature of God. And if we are going to know the joy of the Lord, we need to understand the very nature of God. Now, we know that uh, God is a threefold nature. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Um, and we see that, uh, you know, many people say, well, the Trinity is not mentioned in the Bible. Uh, the word Trinity, no, is not. But yet it is mentioned because even Paul, uh, in his writings, in many times, and here's an example in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, he says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And so in writings like this, so we definitely have, there was already this, this knowledge and working understanding that God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, not only do we see the Trinity as just three separate things, but they are one, and they are one in that they are a constant, flowing expression of lifting each other up. Um, in fact, uh, we have the writing of, um, uh, in, in the book of John, this is what Jesus said. So this is the words of Jesus. And as you hear these words of Jesus, I want you to kind of, you can tell how he is kind of expressing his own experience as part of the Godhead. Uh, Jesus said this in chapter 16, verse 12 to 15. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is to come. And he will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. And you see, all that belongs uh, to the Father was given to me. In other words, the Father has glorified me. Uh, that is why I say that the Spirit has taken from what is mine. In other words, now I have given it to the Spirit. I glorify the Spirit, and the Spirit will make it known to you. So you see what he's saying Jesus is kind of giving a little glimpse into this existence. He says, the Father glorifies me. And we see this over and over in the Bible that, that the Father says, Jesus is glorified and I have exalted him. But then we see that Jesus glorifies the Father. He always says, I'm only going to do what my Father says. I, I seek to please my Father. I glorify the Father. And then both the Father and Jesus glorifies the Holy Spirit. They say, we're going to send you the Spirit who is this great uh, uh, comforter and he is better than even us. It's better that I go away because then you get the Spirit. You see, Jesus is, is pumping up the Spirit, glorifying him. But then the Spirit turns around and glorifies Jesus. It, Jesus said, when the Spirit comes, he's going to glorify me. He's gonna, he is going to show you. Um, a, a deeper vision of me. So we see that each one of them spent all of their existence glorifying one another. And, and there was so much love and joy in their existence as they glorified one another that this is the very source of life. So the divine nature 
is a nature of lifting up others, of glorifying others over themselves. Jesus says, don't just listen to me, listen to the Holy Spirit and glorify my Father. And the Father says, yes, I'm the Father, but lift up my Son and follow Him. And I give you the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit says, don't just listen to me, but look to the, look to the Son. So we, if we are going to experience the joy of the divine nature, this is why God over and over says, love one another, serve one another, glorify one another. In fact, you will find more glory and joy when you lift someone else up than when you receive it yourself, because that is the very nature of joy in life. So Paul says, I am pleased to go on in this life, even though this life is hard and I am struggling, but I am excited to keep going because I get to lift you up. I am excited for your progress more than mine. Uh, how much more could we take that on? Could we say that about others? Could you say, man, you know what? I'm struggling, but I just want to keep going so that I can encourage brother so-and-so at church or sister so-and-so. And, and as you begin to get excited for lifting others up, even when you don't get your way, you say, I don't care if I don't get my way. I just want them to progress in the Lord. I want to see them uh, get to know the Lord better. You see, that is the very nature of God. And when we enter into that, that's why when we begin to love one another truly, then we get closer to God than we have ever been. And when we are closer to God, you are closer to joy and, and satisfaction and fulfillment. And all of a sudden, I'm telling you, life will be totally uh, uh, easier. Now, not necessarily physically, but emotionally and spiritually, you will find more fulfillment in life as you get closer to that divine nature because we begin to walk for each other's progress to see each other grow and get closer to God. So I want to encourage you today. Is there someone that you could, in some way, reach out and be a part of their progress? I think every day we need to think, who could I touch today to bring them closer to God, to help them grow in God, whether it's through encouragement, whether it's through praying for them. Maybe it's they need help and, and, and you could come over and do something for them. You could walk with them. Um, it is as we come together as the body of Christ, then each one of us does our part and we will all begin to grow up into the head who is Christ. And then... We will not be tossed to and fro like children, even in the midst of this turmoil that we are living in now. We can find joy to where the rest of the world says, how can you be so happy with everything that's going on? And we can just say, because my God loves us and he has a purpose for us and, and together we are one in Christ. And I think that is the, the source of a deeper joy than we've ever had before. I pray that you will step into that. Let's pray together.